when I was just starting out with passive income and digital nomad stuff, I definitely like net, like didn't really spend money and I was trying not to spend money. I was like, I can do it all myself. Like I have tons of time. Right. But now that also I have a full-time job currently, a lot I can spend. Right. So maybe less time, but more capital. So it's, to me, it's like evaluating which one you have more. Do you have more time or do you have more capital? And also how, like, how much time are you focusing on stuff that you think you could automate because it doesn't require your expertise, right? So that's when I realized, like, if I'm going to do all these things to grow my brand, I definitely can't just, like, do it all myself. Want to discover new parts of the world while filling the pet-shaped hole in your heart? House Sitting website Trusted House Sitters gives you the chance to live as a local in over 130 countries, opening the door to a world of travel possibilities. And with thousands of pets looking for caring sitters like you every day, there's no doubt you'll discover the perfect travel opportunity with the perfect travel companion. Whether you want to wake up in a Spanish beach condo with a cat or a high-rise apartment in New York City with K9 Company, house sitting allows you to see the world in a new way. And not to worry if cats and dogs aren't your thing. Trusted House Sitters has pets of all shapes and sizes, from alpacas and horses to rabbits and hamsters. Find out more about house sitting and unlock a whole year of unlimited sits with adorable pets by visiting trustedhousesitters.com or download the Trusted House Sitters app on the Apple or Google Play Store. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and I'm very excited to bring you today's guest, Sharon Sung from Digital Nomad Quest. Sharon quit her job and traveled world for two years while building over 10 passive income streams on her digital nomad journey. And she also runs a successful podcast, YouTube channel, where you can subscribe and learn more. She has a course around teaching people how to build passive income through Etsy. Over at Digital Nomad or DigitalNomadQuest.com, you'll see a courses tab in the menu and the first five listeners get 20% discount code using Nomad Cafe. This course helps people to get their first $1,000 month through Etsy. Welcome to the show, Sharon. I'm excited to bring you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you you do many things, <laughs> many different online revenues. I mean, you know, listening to your podcast, there's there's different, you, you hit on a lot of different topics. There's YouTube and there's podcasting, there's Etsy, there's money management. So can we just let's let's take it back a little bit and and talk about you know when you first got started working online why why did you look online and what was kind of the first things that you did yeah definitely um so back in actually 2014 I did this month long uh, solo Europe trip and I feel like that really inspired me a lot to be like oh there's like so much out there that I haven't experienced because I've been in the Bay Area for basically all my life. And I was like, okay, I kind of need to make this more of a reality to have the freedom to kind of travel when I want to. So I feel like that made me start studying a bunch of blogs, resources, and like books and stuff like that. Uh, I think I read over like 20 books just trying to gather information. And then I came across uh, the term of, you know, being a digital nomad and um, learning more about building websites and stuff like that. And then that I feel like that led me to blogging and then it led me to like 
uh, Kindle books and um, Etsy. Uh, I was also trying out real estate investment before I did all this online stuff. Um, yeah, so it, I just kept leading, like getting led to more and more passive income streams, trying to make that lifestyle a reality. And then in 2016, I ended up quitting my job as a marketing manager and then traveling the world for two years. So you were building these while you were working as a marketing manager somewhere, is it? Yeah, so I was, I would say like six months before I left, I I started preparing a lot. So I was working on building those passive income streams, but also taking some remote positions. So I took like two part-time remote positions while I was building those passive income streams because I was thinking this would be a good way to transition into the passive income life type of thing if I had that remote work in place. So that was kind of my process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, most people start out as freelancers and, you know, while they build up their blog or their course or whatever the other income streams are. So did you transition using the same skills like online marketing skills? And did you use like a platform for it or was it referrals? How did you get those clients, those first remote clients? Yeah, I actually looked a lot on like Craigslist. I think mainly Craigslist, to be honest. I was just applying to a bunch of marketing positions. And then the ones I took were basically, one was a referral. And then that was like to des- like do graphic design for Facebook ads and stuff. And then another one on Craigslist was like to actually manage Facebook ads and make the make the ads. So I was doing a lot of just marketing, like the skills I already have. Yeah. And was that, did you start the digital nomad quest around that time or was that a little bit further down the line? Yeah, I started in like 2015. I I actually have two blogs. One is called Me Want Travel and the other one is, yeah, Digital Nomad Quest. And Me Want Travel was more like documenting my, my travel journeys. And then Digital Nomad Quest was more on the online business side. I started that one initially just to like, <laughs> to like vent. <laughs> so <laughs> so when I was at my job, I'd be like, oh, the same old office, like same commute. Uh, I'm tired of this. Like I want to like see the world and this is my progress so far. I think it's getting better. Or sometimes I'm like, oh my God, is it even working? So <laughs> a lot of it was just kind of documenting my feelings and stuff like that. So um, now it's, it's definitely evolved. Yeah. I mean, it's, Websites are always a work in progress and require con- consistent action and effort and maintenance. And, you know, th- there's a lot that goes into it. And I think people don't realize that at the start, but the, the ones who succeed are often the ones who are consistent. And, you know, looking, um, even myself, like I've had breaks, you know, there's sometimes there's a whole month where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And then there's other times where you're super inspired, typically after events or after talking with certain people, like I can do this. <laughs> And you you can crack on, you know. And um, so how have you found, you know, with regards to building up the the website and the traffic, you know, I can see a lot of a lot of the content you have is is very, you know, list focused and you're mentioning other people. Have you found that to be a good way to help to grow the the website traffic and, and your subscribers and things like that? Yeah, I think um, now that it's not just me writing everything, I've also hired other digital nomads and um, kind of money experts to help write on the blog. Um, It's definitely helped. I think Pinterest helps a lot with traffic as well. But I think this year is going to be a lot focused on building it up more. Um, I find that also through like 
getting on kind of these types of interviews too, you know, it helps with uh, growing traffic as well. Yeah, I recently, or I, I guess in September, I went to FinCon and I felt like that was actually very helpful in learning a lot of stuff around building up my website traffic more. Definitely recommend, yeah, checking out FinCon. I'm, I'm going again next year. So yeah. And where's that? I think next year it's going to be in San- no Long Beach, maybe. Yeah, Long Beach in California. But All also, right. so far away from Ireland. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, but it's a great place to meet other, you know, um, online business people. I think it's pretty worth it. But also, I I teamed up with my friend who blogs like full time. He's a digital nomad, pretty much, and he he uh, makes a full time income from his blog. So we we made a like we're making a course right now on um it's called blog launch profit so we're still in the works of it but it's it's been like a year we've been working on it for a long time so yeah he he's like a huge seo expert for sure uh if you want to check him out yeah sorry no that's that's cool like yeah i mean often collaborations are really powerful ways to leverage you know i mean you have an audience through through youtube and through your podcast and through your website and he has his own audience like you're saying and he's making a living online so it's a joint venture on a project and do it together Um, Mm and take some of the pressure off but it also helps to um yeah i mean it it just helps it's it's a good idea you know get out there and push it out to both audiences and see how you get on so can we talk a little bit about etsy like why I always imagined Etsy was physical gifts. So I believe you can do digital downloads on it. And that's where you kind of carve a little niche for yourself. So, um, and also you help people to, you know, get their build digital downloads. You coach them on how they can do it. And then they can get to their first thousand dollars a month online passive through Etsy. So how did you start, get started with Etsy? Yeah, definitely. So in, I think 2015 or 2016, I don't know. I don't even remember how I like came across it. It might've just been an idea I came up with. I was like, oh, you can sell digital downloads on it. Um, I'm, I enjoy graphic design. I I should, you know, design some Photoshop templates and stuff like that. So I sell Photoshop templates and Microsoft Word templates on my Etsy shop. And yeah, I've been able to grow my passive income streams. Um, And then now I teach people how to do that on uh, my through my course, and it's pretty like set it and forget it because you know they host all the digital files. So whenever people purchase it, um, it just automatically transfers to them, right? Um, so it's very easy. Um, there is some you know customer support maintenance type of thing um, when when people you know have questions and stuff. But other than that, it's really easy. So yeah, I use because uh, I'm not a graphic designer. <laughs> So I, mm-hmm. I use, a, I mean, I often use Canva, but I buy templates from a place called creativemarket.com. And, you know, people make revenue f- from that in a similar fashion. You know, there's certain people and they have templates and like you're saying, the graphic designer. So that's you or somebody, you know, similar who's got a similar skill set and they make all these graphics and then you can download them either in Photoshop file or in uh, like you make a copy of a master Canva file and, you know, they charge like $40 for the templates. It could be Instagram stories, templates, YouTube's template, whatever, like, you know, they have, I mean, everything, Pinterest, all that stuff. And, and you download it and yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it makes people like me who ain't super hot at graphics um, not look so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. I actually, actually do sell on creative market too. Cause it's, yeah, you can, if you have those digital files, you can do both, right? Etsy and Creative Market. And that's a good source of income for me too. So um, it's something definitely like worth looking into, even if you're not a graphic designer, because um, for example, if you had 
uh, knowledge around like real estate investment or something and you knew how to analyze deals well, maybe you can sell like a spreadsheet of like a template, right? Like people can put in their numbers and then benefit from that uh, template. So, you know, it's, it's kind of whatever um, knowledge you have, you could put that into guides and stuff like that. So that's the beautiful thing. Like it's not limited to graphic design. Yeah, for sure. Anything that saves people time and, uh, you know, they're willing to pay. I mean, like I said, some of the stuff is 20, 40 quid, but that person only made it once and they might sell hundreds of them and it's quite evergreen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All my templates, <laughs> I always go there, like, you know, because I, I go into Canva and the Canva ones are okay sometimes, but they're not great. When you go on creative market, you're like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Just copy this mm-hmm. and slide my photos <laughs> in, change the font, done, you know? And, yeah. And, and it looks good. So, um, so and and you can do like you're saying similar with Etsy. Um, I seen a recent uh, there was a, a freelancer who was putting up their what do you call it the revenue from the year, and it ended up actually being creating PowerPoints. So there were a freelance writer, and and was creating PowerPoint slides was actually the top revenue earner for the year. So like designing and making nice PowerPoint slides for people and and writing a copy on them, which was quite surprising for them because they'd written like a couple of hundred blog posts. But when they analyzed all of the revenue that they'd made, it was actually PowerPoint presentations that was a top earner for them. So it was like, oh, that was a bit of an eye opener there, wasn't it? (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's like very creative. I think uh, there's so many passive income opportunities now to take advantage of for sure. Absolutely. And I see, you know, do you find going out to these events and stuff to be hugely beneficial? I see, I mean, I believe you interviewed Pat Flynn on your podcast, who's like, everybody knows Pat Flynn, smartpassiveincome.com. Um, did you meet him or go to one of his events? Is that how you came across him? So in 2014 or something, maybe 14, I went to the Traffic and Conversion Summit and that was actually for work. So where I, I was still working full time as a marketing manager again, I was helping with the booth basically. And then I knew that he was speaking. Um, He had a podcast like seminar or something. So I went and then I ended up talking to him, letting him know I like went to the, I went to UC Berkeley as well. I was trying to like connect with him. And then later he had like a little podcast session at the Buzzsprout booth or something. And then no one was like watching, but I was like, maybe I can like get more time to speak with him if I like you know, listen in on his stuff and then talk to him afterwards, whatever. Um, So I ended up talking to him for a good amount of time. And he was like, he, I think, yeah, we, I think we followed each other on Instagram. He said, reach out to me on email. And then I did. And he even gave me his number and everything. (laughs) So it was really cool and ended up attending his, uh, his conference called FlynnCon. And then he had this course workshop that he upselled like at the at the um, the conference, ended up going to that, which was I had never spent like that much money on like uh, this type of stuff, but I spent like like four grand or no, three grand for um, the course workshop, which normally it's four grand, but because I went with my boyfriend, we both paid three grand. So yeah, that like I think like mo- the more you do these in person meetups, the more you can like network with established professionals you can meet other like-minded people like it's so helpful so that's what i'm doing more um this year and like next year that's what i'm planning to do because i i feel like it really helps like those connections of course yeah yeah. i mean it, it helps you to level up doesn't it because i mean all the other people who were there did the same thing 
you know they all paid yeah. paid to be there they're all there for the same reasons they want to grow their business they want to grow their followings they want to learn and um, you know they've got that growth mindset and because of that you know you're in a, a good room <laughs> you know a ro- yeah. room full of people yeah. who are kind of on the same wavelength as you and you can all connect like you said and maybe you can go on their podcast they can come on your podcast you can share ideas maybe you can join venture maybe you could be an affiliate for their promotions mm-hmm. there's lots of different things that can come out of it um, so many things yeah and i actually i was trying to host my own meetups just to like meet other like-minded people but because it was like casual and free and stuff, like most of them were just starting out. So I didn't really meet like the people on the same like kind of energy and wavelength of like we've already gotten this far with our online businesses. Like let's talk more about how we can each help each other type of thing. Like that was, yeah, you like you don't find that as much, but like going to these events where you actually have to pay usually vets out the the people who haven't done anything yet or haven't like explored it yet. So it, it really helps to like like meet these people who are on a similar wavelength. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because I guess, you know, nothing against it, but like they're just, you know, they're at a different level you know what I mean in terms yeah. of like they're, they're still at the beginner phase and you know when you're at looking for more intermediate coaching and connections then you know that can that's what you're looking for at that time you know you're not looking exactly. like what's what's a team and what, what's a plug-in <laughs> you know? yeah exactly yeah it's like <laughs> the conversation's a little bit different you know so um so look let's talk about the podcast a little bit so when you know um are you the first? I believe you're the first po- second podcaster I've brought on. Um, I think we both interviewed Johnny FD. Um, cool. Who mm-hmm. has a, a you know he, he, I brought him on episode eight, I think, talking about dropshipping, and um, yeah, just uh, curious, you know, for for the podcast, like how have you found growing the podcast? How, how long did it take for it to get a little bit of traction for you? You know, how does that all look for you so far? Yeah. So. I would say actually like my main focuses are currently like my blog and YouTube, I would say when it comes to building my brand. Yeah. And then I actually repurpose the audio from my YouTube videos into my podcast. So that's how, yeah. But um, like, I'm excited for the podcast because it, it'll like slowly and steadily grow, but I like, I promote the videos more so than the, the podcast actually. I, I do find, you know, other people prefer podcasts, right? So like if they're on their commute, you know, they, they prefer just listening to the audio versus the videos and stuff. So yeah, we hope, I think you'd hope they're not watching videos. When they're trying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think I realize both like are really important and I find for me, like growing traffic is really like the guest collabs and stuff really help like interviewing each other on each other's podcasts or getting on other people's uh, podcasts that has really helped with, um, my listen count because, like like mentioned before, like on my social and stuff, I, I promote more the the videos. But like to get listens on the podcast, it's better to like Pat Flynn says it too in um his like seminars and stuff that like if you're trying to get listens on your podcast, it's like better to get on other people's podcasts because those people have like an audience of podcast listeners, right? It's harder to convert people. Yeah, it's harder to convert people on social media who like might not even listen to podcasts or they've already heard of you usually like if if they follow your stuff and see your po- like your social media posts so it's like like if you want if you're trying to get new listeners you want to get on other people's podcasts and promote like your own podcast basically yeah of course and i mean it's funny i guess when you start now it's hard to get guests but then further down the line now everybody who's launching a book is emailing me 
<laughs> nice. Congrats. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. You have to be careful. Like, I'm selective, you know. I don't just bring everybody on if they're not aligned with the with the listenership, the audience, and the vision, you know. Some people are just trying to sell a course that's, um, let's just say, I, I don't I don't necessarily approve of, so I wouldn't bring them on. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, but, sense. but no, but it's, it's curious because, you, you know, you're saying the video being the focus and YouTube being the focus, it is the second biggest search engine in the world, if you're not including, like, Badoo. But like, um, so how have you found that? Like with, with regards to YouTube, does it take you long? Because I know people find it weird doing video. Even I don't do video podcasts. Not that I don't, I don't mind being on video, but it's just not something I've focused on. You know, I don't know how to edit video and, and stuff like that. So when you're making these videos for your YouTube channel, does it take a lot of time then in terms of like editing the video, uploading it, adding all the information? Is, is it very time consuming or how does that look? Yeah, um, it's not too bad, actually, because I hire editors and stuff. So um, you you could do the same if you want to do YouTube. And I I personally chose YouTube because I used to YouTube actually for music. I don't know if like I've told you before or anything, but I've seen it somewhere. I think it might be in your Facebook group. Yeah, you used to do uh, YouTube and uh, play music. I don't know where you play music or teaching people music, but I've seen something about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I used to like, I mean, I still am like super passionate about music and stuff, but like I used to make music videos, like I would sing and play, you know, instruments and stuff. And I like, even since high school, like I used to like sing to my little webcam and things. And then I think that one grew to like seven, 7,000 subscribers. And then I made another YouTube channel to like rebrand my artist name or whatever. And then that one grew to like almost 10,000 subscribers. And then it's just like I'm used to it. So I was thinking I might as well choose YouTube because I've already had a ton of experience with it before. So yeah. So even when I was, while I was nomading, like I'm, when I was in Korea, I met up with a producer. We filmed like a music video there too. Stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You're like putting it out there to real, a real creative, like, you know, but music, podcast, videos, <laughs> doing your art, like doing your, making your design templates and selling it. So it's, you're definitely of the creative type. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my passion is like creating. So like that can be businesses or it can be like music and art and all that stuff. So it's, it spans a variety of things. Yeah, I haven't touched music in a while, which kind of sucks, but that's what the whole financial freedom thing is for, right? To open my life to be able to design my life the way I want to. So like in the future, definitely come back to music and create stuff like that. But anyway, back to, you know, YouTube and stuff. That's that's kind of why I chose it. And that's why, you, like, even with my interview with Pat, he was like, I suggest you do YouTube, actually, because he was like, whatever you choose, like those three mediums, like, pick one first, like get master it, then see if you want to like expand to other ones. But he was saying, cause he would follow my music stuff and be like, Oh, this is cool, whatever. And he said like, since you have experience in that, you should, you should try to do that. So then I started doing that and I, I, I used to be uncomfortable with my talking voice and stuff. So I never spoke in any of my music videos, but then yeah, I started opening myself up more and just like speaking on these videos. It's not too, it's not too difficult. It's kind of the same as like speaking on a podcast, right? It's just that you show your face. So that, and then if you hire out editors, it doesn't take too long. So yeah, of course. And I guess you've mentioned now, you know, that you've got writers helping with the blog and you, you know, you would work with editors for the videos. So, you know, when it comes to hiring help, um, you know, 
at what point did you realize that you needed it? And, you know, how have you found hiring and managing virtual teams? Yeah. So when I was just starting out with passive income and digital nomad stuff, I definitely like net, like didn't really spend money and I was trying not to spend money. I was like, I can do it all myself. Like I have tons of time. Right. But now that also I have a full-time job currently, cause I'm, I came back to the Bay area for several reasons, took a job for several reasons, decided it was the right move for me right now. Um, I have like a lot I can spend, right? So maybe less time, but more capital. So it's, to me, it's like evaluating which one you have more. Do you have more time or do you have more capital? And also how, like, how much time are you focusing on stuff that you think you could automate because it doesn't require your expertise, right? So that's when I realized, like, if I'm going to do all these things to grow my brand, I definitely can't just, like, do it all myself, even though I, I technically technically could, but I don't have, like, the time for it. And if I have all this capital, I, I should use it on my business. So that's when I, like, especially when I, like, took a full-time job and, like, all that stuff, I, like decided to use that money to like put back into the business, which is, I would say that's like the benefit of taking a job versus like just going full-time onto entrepreneurship, starting from zero. So it kind of, you know, it depends what your situation is, but that's when I decided to hire out and I hire out like on Upwork and stuff. So I prefer that platform. My boyfriend prefers like onlinejobs.ph. Um, so I think both of them are good platforms. Yeah, it's funny. I um I've become a big fan of Fiverr lately. I used to hate it, right? But now mm-hmm. the new graphics suit for the podcast was Fiverr. The guy who I found who edits my pod oh no, he was on Upwork, but the uh, intros and stuff was done on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like I, I use Fiverr for, for a lot of different things. It's a lot different than it used to be. You yeah. know, it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot better and like everything else, it's um what was I using it for recently as well? It's web scraping, like, you know, getting uh, lists of websites um that we we're looking to pitch for link building for SEO. You know, like it was just got a guy who's a developer who can scrape thousands of websites for you based on your metrics, find you the emails, verify them. It's like pff, like that would have taken me forever. Even a virtual assistant, it would have taken him a hundred odd hours. And he does it in a day. Because <laughs> yeah, he's a developer. And he, yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> like, you know, and, That's and awesome. what's what's different about it is it's gig it's gig only. Whereas when you're on Upwork you have to outline what you want. You have to interview for it. You have to screen for it. And yes, it's, um, I mean, I hired some good people on Upwork. My uh, virtual assistant, Karst, she's from Upwork as well. So like, yeah, I, I have a mix. And we have a guy who manages, I'm um, a partner in an e-commerce business with a friend in Australia. And our team for that is all off onlinejobs.ph. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, <laughs> finger in all of the different uh, places, you know. But um, I definitely like the, I mean, the gig economy on Fiverr is very simple. It's like, this is a gig. It's got X amount of reviews. It, this is exactly what you get. Um, and, you know, it's, it's it's actually something I've thought about maybe even as, a, as an income stream for myself to like sell a little bit of um, something on there, you know, um, just to add another notch to the revenue streams, you know. Yeah, I mean, actually, actually tried Fiverr because I was all about experimenting with new ones. So I was like, all right, let me try Fiverr where I use my custom templates. They can choose like one of them and then I'll just pop in their information and stuff onto the templates. It totally worked. Yeah. So it was it was making money. I just decided I wanted to focus on other things, but like it totally works. And I, I love Fiverr as well. 
And I mean, like the way I use Upwork too is like definitely on a more contract basis versus like hourly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Of course. No, but it's it's cool. But, you know, you realize that there were certain things that you're not, that, not that you couldn't do them, but you just weren't willing to do it. It's better off to outsource it and hire it out, you know, and somebody else who's a professional can do it for you. And then that allows you to focus on, you know, your work and creating the content, which is essentially the key elements for you. You know, you need to be the one in the videos, putting the videos out, getting these blog posts up, developing relationships, getting on podcasts, you know, growing the audience and then hiring where you need help versus spending, you know, 20 hours a week editing videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Focus on that 20%. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm 100% on board with you. Like, even, you know, my podcast, I have an editor. He's surprised. I went on Upwork and I found a guy who lives an hour down the road. How funny was that? Like, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah that's awesome and he he edits um he is uh yeah he's an nfl podcast or something and and he uh yeah he's a podcast editor on upwork but he lives an hour away from me so of all the people in the world i ended up finding somebody an hour down the road and we have a great relationship i'm actually going to bring him on for an episode just to talk about that you know because that's his um freelance gig you know i think he works for ebay and then he he works remotely for ebay and then edits podcasts on Upwork as his like side hustle and he does quite well you know like he's you have to be you have to plan ahead and book ahead you know because otherwise he's like I'm only doing so many this month so are you recording or not because <laughs> somebody else is getting them if you're not yeah, for <laughs> you, know? Sure. <laughs> you know so he's doing well um so now looking forward for 2020 so what's um what's ahead for yourself and for digital nomad quest and i know you mentioned you're doing a, a joint venture and you also have your travel blog so there's a number of different things going on there as well as your youtube channel so what's next for you yeah so well me on travel i don't like post too much on that anymore but i'm definitely all about building digital nomad quest through my podcast um digital nomad quest uh podcast with sharon sung and like my YouTube, which is just my full name, and then uh, my blog, Digital Nomad Quest. And I'm also actually like working on multiple courses, um, especially because I took that Pat Flynn workshop around course creation. So have a lot of things in the works, like uh, the blogging course, as well as we're doing a real estate investing course, and then um, an Amazon FBA course. We've also, like me and my boyfriend started building up my Amazon FBA business again. So we're going to like team up on that and that's been doing really well. So main focus really is like building up my brand. And, um, also I I think real estate investing is probably like, I want to invest in more properties and stuff like that. And then the courses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I heard heard somewhere recently that like the average rent in San Francisco is like $3,600 $3,600 a month, which is ludicrous. Yeah. No, it's insane. You know? so, I mean, that's, a, that's why I imagine. Yeah, that's a huge if, reason uh, I, I left. Imagine. Sorry. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, um, I imagine, no, but getting in on the retail uh, real estate game over there is probably something that w- once you get on it, it can do quite well for you because the rent is so high. <laughs> you know? It's expensive, though. That's why, like, I, yeah, like actually our course is on out of state real estate investing. Yeah. So, yeah, because like the barrier is like ridiculous where it's actually hard to um, positively cash flow through rents. So, 
I imagine. Yeah, I mean, and look, it's a lot of it's a lot of money tied up. So, like you're saying, focusing on some digital products. You got a bit of Amazon FBA, which is a physical product business, and then also looking at real estate, which is a real long ball play. So you're, you know, I always imagine like a chessboard, and you just put your finger behind a couple of pawns, and you're just like sliding. You know, you're just moving a couple of pieces up, um, forward at the same at the same time. So, um, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Sharon. Um, where can people find you online if they were looking for you? Yeah, so you can find me on Digital Nomad quest.com um you can go to my podcast digital nomad quest podcast with sharon sung and then my youtube is sharon sung my full name and you can also find me on social media um through my full name sharon sung amazing i'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes thank you to all the listeners for tuning in make sure to head over and subscribe on spotify and itunes and if you're take a photo where you're listening in from tag us on instagram digital nomad cafe podcast i get tagged from all over the world it's actually brilliant you know this tag when people tag you on instagram and there they could be anywhere and everywhere it's absolutely fascinating to see so thank you to everybody who does it and um, thank you to sharon for joining us today awesome thanks so much thank you for listening to the digital nomad cafe podcast Podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.